0: You're listening to the Jason Greger show presented by PlayAlberta.ca. Experience all the excitement of the casino on your desktop or mobile device at PlayAlberta.ca. Sign up and receive a $50 welcome bonus using the promo code CASINO50. And, uh, Spec, pretty, uh, solid game, uh, last night. There's a few things, uh, that, that I've noticed that when here we are 10 days away from the, uh, the trade deadline for the Edmonton Orders. and I think uh, with every passing game, there's certain things like we all knew they had to play better defense. I think they were capable of playing better defense. They showed it for 32 games, and uh, and they did it again last night. So I think they can play sound team defense. But there are certain things in their game spec that I just don't think they have. I don't think they have enough physical forwards. All right, Connor McDavid's got the second most hits on your team amongst forwards. Right, oh. you got Evander Kane. You know, Corey Perry mixes it up. After that, it's. It's kind of slim pick and spec and I understand the need and the want for maybe a, a top six winger and that would be great. But I would argue the orders adding two guys in the bottom six who give a little truculence, physicality, and skill can kill penalties, to me that would be a bigger priority. What about you?
1: Yeah, I'm I bigger priority. I mean, to me, it's really gonna come down to the deal that's available. I think they're all priorities. You know, I think Kenny Holland is working on every deal you could imagine, and the the one that becomes available that he likes will shape what the next deal and the next deal are. But, yes, their their bottom picks is light. Mm-hmm. Either they're guys that are smaller, like Derek Ryan. He's not a big man. Or they're guys like McLeod who aren't physical players. Uh, Holloway, he skates around fast, doesn't get much done. He's not a physically imposing player by any means, you know, Jan Mark is not a physically imposing player. So yes, they could use. You know, you look at that Vegas line that they put the they ice in the playoffs. That fourth line, Edmonton has no answer for that line, Jason.
0: No, and uh, although, you know, the way Vegas is going, they're banged up, uh, they, and they might not even have to face them. Like, Vegas might end up in the wild card, as crazy as it sounds. Like, honestly, they're only three points ahead of L.A. The the Orders actually have a better points percentage. or one back of Vegas, but they got two games in now. Now Vegas is in uh, Toronto uh tonight, so we'll see what happens against the uh, surging Maple Leafs. But it is, you know, I just think regardless of who they play, I, I think it's been proven. Like, you even look at when when Colorado, they didn't add the superstar guys. You know, they, they went and added, you know, Josh Manson, who came up huge for them in the Stanley Cup finals, not only physical, yeah. but scoring some goals, actually. And you know, then you looked at some of the other guys, they brought in some added grit to their team to complement the skill. Edmonton has skill. Scoring goals isn't a problem for the Edmonton Oilers, yep. right? Uh, so, You've got to look at other elements, for me, anyway.
1: Hey, I think the best example of how big, how far big can get you is when the Montreal Canadiens went to the Stanley Cup final against who they played uh, Tampa, I think, that year, which was weird. Uh, remember, out of the uh, Canadian division, because they had a giant defense. Like, Kulak was the smallest guy on that yeah. defensive court. Yeah, And I'm not saying that it's all about size, but that's how far a giant defense got them. Like, you couldn't score them, and they had a goalie behind that giant defense, couldn't score on them. So, so you know, there's no one right answer. You need everything to win. But if you lack in a department... Lacking in size is not a department you think you want to, you know, that that's not a, a shortcoming you want to have if you think you're going four rounds. You'd rather be too big than not big enough in the NHL playoffs.
0: Yeah, you're probably uh, fair on that. Um, what'd you make of that? Can't be play. That could be a brutal uh, brutal decision for the Kings and probably uh, suddenly, you know, might put them in the mix for, uh, for a Jake cancel potentially.
1: Yeah, I mean, I guess, you know, they're a funny team. Like, does anyone, you know, does anyone look at the LA Kings and think they're a Stanley Cup contender? No. Yeah, I think nobody fair. does. That's fair. Right? So. But does anyone look at the Kings and say sell off a bunch of guys and rebuild? No. They don't think that either. So they're they're a they are a middle ground team. Rob Blake's gotta take care of his job down there. So if they put Kempi on LTIR, you bet they'll go out and spend that money on somebody. I'm sure they will. So yes, they're back, they probably jump in the pool, depending on this injury. You know, as another team that's going to n- drive the price up on guys like Gensel, right?
0: And, uh, Speck, uh good news, as I did a little uh, digging today, on uh, Nick Dowd. Uh, he's not playing tonight, uh, so he'll miss his fourth game, but uh, he's been skating, and uh, they expect him back in the lineup when they play their next game on Friday. And uh, I still think Nick Dowd is an ideal option for the uh, Edmonton order. I think Nick Dowd, because there's a lot of people asking about Nick Bukestad. Um, there's there's no salary. The orders can't, or sorry, in a trade with Arizona, they they can't retain salary, right? Doesn't right. work. So, um, you look at Dowd. Dowd's one point three million. He's essentially half of what Bukestad is anyway, and I, he's a better defensive player. He doesn't shoot like Bukestad, but he's a better defender. He's a better penalty killer. And, I, man, I, I still would have him on top of my list if I'm Edmonton. Uh, he checks so many of their boxes, good value contract, right shot center, wins 51.5% of his draws, excellent penalty killer, can play tough minutes against the other team's top guys and do more than just tread water. So uh, he's still a guy that that I, I think – and I think a lot of teams, though, make no mistake – Right. There's lots of teams that are interested, uh, talking from people in, uh, in Washington today, on uh, what they're hearing on him. So, you know, will kind of be interested. And like the Capitals, especially if you can get a pretty good return for him, like, I'll give the Caps credit, Spec. Every time I count them out, they just keep winning games. Right. And, um, and so they, they won another one here, uh, with, with Ovechkin, uh, or sorry, with, uh, with the two goals the other day. So, um, I, I still think that, um, And Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host.
1: Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas, absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just
0: write an ad? Yes.
1: Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombuscom
0: slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. You could, uh, you could get somewhere with, uh, with Dowd and Washington. So uh, uh, Mark Specter, do we lose Spec? I think we lost Spec. So we'll, uh, we'll try to get him uh, back. Maybe give him a call. See what happened there. So that's a fine I'm back on the oh, show. Oh, are I'm you back? This. Okay. Yeah. I can, uh, I can hear you. There you go. Nice. Uh, just, what did you just mute? You just put us on black there for a second. You disappeared. So it was actually better, but I'm good. Uh, <laughs> <part of that. laughs> uh, so yeah, you look, you look at, um, you know, that game last night for the orders overall spec. And really it kind of looked like a game we'd seen from them for a long time, right? Like they didn't give up much in the first period. They got down, but then they came back and really their penalty kill changed that whole game. Like, their penalty kill had a Uh, funk, but now suddenly in a span of two games back, their penalty kill looks good again. It's weird. I think
1: everybody's finally on the same page on this team, in this town, in the media. You know, this isn't about the Taylor Hall years where we used to scream for more goals all the time now. I think everybody is in the same boat where we see how the orders have to play to be successful right you see how it it starts with being a good penalty killing team don't force yourself to have to score four and five goals in playoff games right if you just if you leave it to the Oilers offense that you only need three maybe four you're going to win a ton of games cuz the Oilers offense is going to get you three every night and often four so you know it starts with a penalty kill it starts with a proper defensive game it starts with playing a boring no forecheck, clog up the neutral neutral zone team like L.A. Kings. And, oh, man, I'm glad I I only have to watch that four times a year. That (laughs) team stinks for entertainment value, pal. I wouldn't pay a dollar to watch them play. But if you get suckered in and don't play that team the right way, they're going to beat you. So we saw the orders last night. They knew exactly what to do. Was the first period awful and boring and not worth any of your entertainment dollars? Yes, it was but the Oilers came out of it in good in a good situation and they won a hockey game and their offense eventually prevailed because their defense kept it close enough and waited for the offense to come
0: yeah and uh you know uh, their offense came from kind of the, the likely guys and you know Evan Bouchard who's now leading the NHL in goals for defensemen spec he's an elite offensive defenseman no, I, I don't think anybody out there can argue that he's an elite offensive yeah. defenseman He'll make some plays like we saw in the second goal that make it go, "Hmm." Uh, I looked it up. There's only one defenseman in the NHL on a playoff team who's been on the ice for more goals against five-on-five. Five. So, is that an issue? I think it's. I think it's somewhat of an issue at times. Um, he he can usually outscore his mistakes. So that's a that's a huge benefit. Right. He's a weapon that not a lot of teams have. There's not guys who can score by themselves from the blue line as consistently as Bouchard does. Right. So, um, would I want him to be a little bit more consistent defensively? Of course. But I don't, I don't view it as a, as like, he's never been that guy. So I'm not going to suddenly ask Evan Bouchard to turn around and become Matthias Eckholm defensively. Well,
1: I mean, everybody does what they do well. Like, like, Evan Bouchard is a better offensive defenseman than one of the best guys I can think of off the top of my head, Alex Petrangelo. Bouchard's better offensively. He's not as good defensively. Yes. Right? Not as good defensively. And probably never going to be. So, you know, if you had both of those things in the same player, my friend, you'd have Chris Pronger, or you'd have Scott Stevens, or you'd have, you know... Need a Well, guess what? I'm not putting Bouchard in the Hall of Fame quite yet. So the point is, you're blessed yeah. with an offense, with a defenseman that shoots it like him, that plays it and passes it like him, that racks up the points. And you just got to figure out how to protect them defensively once in a while, right?
0: Yeah, 100%. Right. And, um, but it, to me, it's just, it's a real weapon that I, I think he's gaining confidence when to use it. Right. Um, you know, that, that play him and dry Subtle decided because I asked Connor McDavid, to ran into him afterwards and he was like, no, that's not, a, that was just two guys ad libbing. Right. Uh, realizing yeah. that LA kept trying to take away McDavid on the flanks. Right. They, they cheated away to the outside and opened up the middle. And that's what, that's, that's why it's called a power play. The smart guys figured out, okay. Hey, you want to take that away? How do we adjust? We're going to move Leon's dry Subtle into the high slot, which honestly, spec, I can't recall if they've ever scored a goal like that on the power play yeah. in the last three years.
1: You know that Leon doesn't spend much time in there, no. right? That is not his office for sure. So, hey, listen, I, I agree with you. They these guys have been on a lot of power plays now. They don't, you know. I'm sure I'm not going to say they don't need a coach, but they can coach themselves in game. Oh, yeah. they can see what's going on. They've been they've seen it all. They've seen every different way of trying to defend this power play. And I think if you look at the numbers over the last four or five years. They've always, for every question they face, they've clearly had an answer because it's the best power play in the game over that period of time. So now they figure a new way to score. You know, now they got to come protect the middle. Who's open on the flank? You yeah. know who's open on the flank.
0: No, yeah. it's not. Uh, it's not bad at all. <laughs> Uh Spec ha- have uh have a good week or day. We will uh chat with you tomorrow. The St. Louis Blues, a little out of town scouting for anybody who's interested. The Blues are in Winnipeg to take on the Jets and then we'll be in Edmonton tomorrow night. So uh we'll see. And out of town scoreboard, of course, the Kings are in uh Calgary and uh, Vegas currently taking on uh Toronto. Vegas lost tonight uh, and the orders could uh, leapfrog Vegas and still have two games in hand. So uh out of town scoreboard some, could help the orders tonight. Yeah, there's some good games yeah, on
1: Beauty games tonight. Like there's a full slate of early games. I got Toronto Vegas on in front of me. Philly's playing Tampa. Yeah. Uh, there's a bunch of good games, and then and the late games are good too. I'd say uh, open up a nice bottle of red and watch some hockey tonight, folks. <laughs> uh,
0: Detroit, Washington. Pretty big game if you're looking in the in, like for Washington anyway. If they want to catch Detroit and then maybe Philly, they got to win tonight. Yeah. They play Philly later on this Earth. week, so that should be some big games too. Awesome, spec. Thanks for your time. All right, man. Ashley, for the love of home. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. Hi, I'm Megan Rinks. And I'm Melissa D. Monts. And like every other person with access to a microphone, we started a podcast. On Mondays, we release Don't Blame Me, which is an advice podcast where listeners call in and we share our thoughts on
1: situations such as what to do if you're going to your boyfriend's family function and you haven't told
0: him that you previously slept
1: with Both as twin brothers.
0: Then on Thursdays, we release our podcast, But Am I Wrong?, where we ethically gossip about pop culture, politics, our lives, and your lives. Listeners write in and we tell them if they're wrong or right in a situation, are you the hero or the villain? On Tuesdays and Fridays, we throw in a little something extra as well. A little something something. We strive to create a community grounded in activism, mental health, and inclusivity. Think of us as like your blunt, honest friends who give you advice that you need to hear, not what you want to hear. But we're also always rooting for your success. What we lack in credentials, we make up for in... Opinions. We do that in every episode, too.
1: (laughs) We're professional, unprofessional, so if you're looking for a new slate of podcasts to add to your routine, we're here for you.
0: ACAST Acast. Acast. Acast recommends. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com